it's already happening in some ways, uh, having a friend, if you don't have one, um, I think a lot of people are, who are in old people's homes, they're actually introducing some kind of interface where they can talk to an AI, giving an opportunity for people to have someone just to talk about their day. It makes a big difference. I personally don't think I would use it for that, but that's powerful. You nailed it, man. Five cool things you could do with ChatGPT, all right? I got three of them. If you guys want to come up with some more, we'll just make this video five cool things. But hey, if we go up past five, there'll be bonus rounds, all right? The number one cool thing that I was blown away by is the ability to write code. My son, his, uh, his birthday was just yesterday. He's just seven years old now. And he got a Mac for Christmas. I got a MacBook Air because he wants to play Minecraft Java Edition. Because there's the Bedrock Edition, which is, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, iPad, all that stuff. It all kind of works together. The Java Edition is for like Mac and PC. And on the Java Edition, you can mod it with, with code, right? So you could do a lot more. So when he watches YouTube videos of like, you know, people playing Minecraft and they're doing all these crazy stuff, like they're using the Java Edition, right? So I put chat, chat GPT, I bookmarked it for him on Chrome. And so now when he wants to do something, he just types in the prompt that he wants and he gets the code. It's crazy. Even he was just like, wow. So this idea of like writing code, fixing code, writing scripts, I've been playing with this crazy to me that like you could just now type in, like I'm just so like, that's amazing. I've always hesitated to having a tech startup because I need a technical co-founder, right? My thing was, even if I hire someone to write the code, I have no way to know if it's good. But now I can, right? Now I can ask ChatGPT, is this, you know, the right code? I got to figure out the right way to ask the question. I would say this about, you know, why I don't like doing online courses anymore. Because if you know the question, you could find the answer. But most people don't know the question. So if you know what question you need to ask, now the fact that I can basically ask like a technical advisor, is this code written correctly? Is this gonna work? Or whatever the, you know, whatever the question might be. So I think the ability to write code and and some people might not know this, but there's a GitHub. I think this whole chat GPT thing was started with uh, GitHub and, and being able to write code. That's how it was like it was originating. The second cool thing is telling stories, especially like bedtime stories. I've been doing this with Marcus. We always do this thing before bed where I'm like, choose three things. And then I create a story. I just like go on a tangent. He'll just literally say like a tree, a rabbit and chocolate. You know, then I have to tell them a story that connects the dots, right? It's just like a fun thing we do. So we started doing this with like ChatGPT and just the stories it was telling us, like we were both just laughing so much at the creativity. He like gave me a topic here. I have it on my screen. It was like boy trapped in a MacBook, you know, and it just tells a story about how he's trapped in the MacBook. And then like, then it got like, he says like the boy had to like unplug the Mac in order to get out. Then we're like, if he was in the Mac, how did he unplug the computer? And then it like gave us like a reason of how he would do it, you know? And then it's just like this whole, like it was like really trying to justify, you know, how it like came to the conclusion, how he got out of the MacBook. And then at the end, I'm like, is this a true story? And it's like, no, sorry, it's not a true story. I wonder if it took any inspiration from Jumanji. I'm immediately thinking Jumanji when you said that, you know? Oh, yeah. So I, I think that was really fun because it was like now we just kind of come up with like crazy stuff, put it in there. And the fact that it's actually telling us like a coherent story that's like, you know, got some humor in it. It's very creative, you know. So I think that part's really fun. And then the other one is 
life advice and navigating through difficult conversations. So I thought it was interesting. I was going through some challenges in life, you know, needed someone to give me some advice and started asking ChatGPT, gave me like legit. What did you ask? I forget. What is there a question you can share where you feel feel comfortable? Like, no, actually I deleted it out of the, the thing. Otherwise I would show you, but maybe it was like, how to stay motivated when you're going through a breakup, you know? And then it would like tell you, you know, something and you can like ask him more questions. And it's like giving you legit advice. I also find what's funny is like, I always feel this like need to like politely ask. I always say, please tell me in a more simple way. I say way. It too. I say please too. Yeah. I, sometimes <laughs> I, I write and I'll, and I'll be like, tell me it. And I'm like, that's kind of a rude way to talk. And I will like, I find myself <laughs> always going back and starting with please. <laughs> I feel like it's not going to give me a nice answer because I'm like too rude to it. So I was like, try to be polite. Do you guys have Alexa? Do you use Alexa? I have a Google speaker and, and it is, I mean, they're not smart. I mean, I, I, you know, I hear people complain about Siri a lot, but I don't find them that great. That's, that's what I'm sort of hearing. Cause like, again, Alexa tries to be nice to you. Like it says, have a good night sometimes. And you know, it's a robot. So it's like, it can be agitating or it can be nice depending on your mood. I do actually not, again, I want to break your tips here, Matt, but the idea of a vocal interface to the quality of chat GPT. I think that's Star Trek, right? That, that's that's when you're on, you know, computer, do this for me, you know, so. Of course, that's gonna be crazy. Like I am not polite to my Google speaker. I'm screaming at my Google speaker because it's not, you know, it's like now, I, I mean, anyone's got Google speakers, like it, they're so not smart and they just, I have so much stuff that I do not like. I would rather be polite to our AI overlords before they take over and I think they'll remember. I think they'll remember who was polite. I agree what Andrew says. I think AI is great for humans and I am all for it. <laughs> Matt, I suggest you stop abusing your Google device. It's not nice. I don't think he cares. We're not friends. <laughs> Guys, let's give us uh, two more. We're just going on a whim here, okay? Because I, I, we made this five cool things you could do with ChatGPT. I give you three. Write code, tell stories, life advice. What do you guys got? I love the aspect that this, I immediately have added an assistant, uh, another team member to my organization that immediately makes myself and my other team members more efficient, more productive. I'm, I'm going through a scalability problem in my organization. I have more work coming my way than I can handle. So I'm constantly looking for ways to improve efficiency in my workflows and be able to deliver top notch uh, services to my clients because they come to me because they want above average results, right? They don't want media average results. They want above average results. I have a track record of doing that, but I have, it, it's very high touch when you're providing done for you services for people. It's extremely high touch. And, and in some cases it can be very time consuming. So ChatGPT number four, an assistant, an immediately valuable assistant to my organization that improves our productivity. You know, I, I have two, I don't, maybe one and a half. I think one of the best uses and frankly matt you've already said it at the start of this uh, podcast is the idea of adding data points to content because i used to have this formula from writing blog posts where i would open with a story from my own life and to your point previously matt that's the part that ai can't really write yeah because i lived it and it's me hooking the, the reader you know it could be just how i made money from something or how i solved a problem within my company or even something completely out of context of business which i then would tie back into my business like i saw the latest marvel movie and they made this choice so i would tell that story for like half the article and then the second half i would always switch into like a teaching mode so uh you know the three things you can take away from this to apply to your business and what i was 
gave those articles that final extra push to go from good to great was referencing research, often some kind of psychological data point where you could say, this is not just me saying that, this is not just me living it, this is what the researchers found from the study they did at yada yada university that backs up this human behavior and why it works. So I think that was like a three, sort of a three point, actually it was a four point, it was story, lesson, back it up with research. And finally was a call to action at the end, you know, join your email list, buy my product. So many of my blog posts were written with that formula, but the annoying part was I was finding the research data points to, to back it up. So I think that's one of the greatest things if we can rely on the sourcing of, of the AI, where are they pulling this data from? And you could always ask where it's getting it, yeah. Well, it should be something you don't need to ask for. I think this is coming, like they're talking about getting sued at the moment where it just needs a bibliography. You know, when you get this question, here's where I pulled that little yeah. thing the end it's already happening in some ways uh, having a friend <laughs> if you don't have one um, i think a lot of people are, who are in old people's homes they're actually introducing some kind of interface where they can talk to an ai and you know i don't know the context but when you're lonely and maybe you don't even understand it's an ai or you, you're not like it's a computer i'm talking to the computer it's okay you know giving an opportunity for people to have someone just to talk about their day. It makes a big difference. I personally don't think I would use it for that, but that's powerful. You nailed it, man. That really is a huge, like, have you have you guys ever seen that Joaquin Phoenix movie, Her? I love Her. Uh, great movie. It's a fantastic movie. Like, that's what we're talking about here, aren't we? Like, that's, yeah, a lonely person. Yeah who is just looking to experience some connection. And like, yeah, you nailed it, man. There's a lot of lonely people out there. Hell yeah. That idea of having the, the earbud where I could be talking to my AI throughout the entire day and forming a relationship with it, that's, I could, I mean, it's almost at the level now because look at you guys, you're writing please and thank you to it. You know, like it's it's got like feelings. <laughs> you're right. Because over time, as it like kind of can get to know you, because now every chat, it's like has context, right? You don't have to keep, referencing your first question right you could just like do you know whatever you get the idea right but imagine like the whole relationship with your collective experience of with it yeah, yeah. it like kind of get no it knows what you do for work it knows what you like to eat it knows you know all these sort of things so when you ask the question it's contextual to you yeah that's yeah crazy Can imagine like it asks you how, how was your day matt and it knows you had a breakup the previous day how are you feeling after that yesterday you know or it knows it looks at your calendar it knows what you're up to right it could hear you talking like this whole conversation knows everything you talked about on the day it's actually scary a little bit <laughs> it is especially when it comes to you know your data leaking right because what happens when this chat knows you more than anyone and then what happens when who knows one day you're in you see yourself in court in 10 years from now and they're like well let's ask it's chat you know how this person's thinking because they won't forget yeah, your our, our memories aren't perfect, but our AI, our personal assistant, yeah, you have when you're born and, and is with you all the way until the day you die. It will never never forget anything that you you've ever experienced. I would, I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't have the best memory in the world. And sometimes I get those questions, and I'm like, oh shit, what what, what is today, honey? I don't, <laughs> I I need to, I need a little reminder. What is why why is today so important? So yeah. I can see this becoming a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Someone hacks your, your AI memories to say that you on that day you murdered someone and you're like, I don't I didn't do that. Well, the AI said you did and it's a perfect memory of your life. So that is a scary thought. That's a very scary thought. Yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy.